When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Boy, do the Packers and Niners know how to play playoff games against each other. Birdie takes it, hands off to McCaffrey off the left side. Touchdown! That was dicey at halftime for the Ravens, and then by the end of the game, not dicey at all. Lamar's in! Touchdown, Ravens! The Rich Eisen Show. Mayfield throws. Yes! by the Lions! Bass's kick. No good! Well, that was something. Earlier on the show, two-time Super Bowl champion and Greenlight Podcast host, Chris Long. Coming up, Pro Football Hall of Famer Steve Young. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial your phone calls this hour as we have yet to hit on the Detroit Lions beating the Buccaneers. That will be rectified. We've been talking quite a bit about the Chiefs and Bills, why not? I can't wait to find out the number. Have we found out the number of people who watched the game yet? Have they hit that number yet? I haven't yet? seen it yet. I have a feeling it's going to start with a five. I agree. It wasn't that our prediction last week, Mike? I said yeah. 50 million. I said 50. To 50. Yeah, I thought 50, right? I thought about 47. Well, I, I, I think it's going to be – I think it might start with a five because the game was highly anticipated – Filled with stars all over the place. Say what you will about Taylor Swift. There's a ton of people who tune in just to see if she's going to be there. Literally, two of my three children, that was the first question they asked when they walked in the door. Is she there? (laughs) Um, And and then the game only got better and better Better, and more intense and lead changes. And so I'm sure... Yeah, the fourth quarter peak is going to be very... I I think it's going to be significant. Um, So we were talking quite a bit about that game. And your phone calls, as I mentioned, 844... 204H number to dial. Chris Long was on earlier. He had some great takes, as he always does on a Monday. Chris Brockman and I are going to do Overreaction Monday as soon as we're done, so make sure you keep an eye or ear out for that, whether you watch our pod on our YouTube page or if you listen to it uh, as part of our RSS feed. Again, as I mentioned, as soon as we're done, we do that, and as soon as we're done, this show rears on the Roku channel, channel 210. So if you missed anything, you can watch us all day until we're back again tomorrow. Joining us now, however, I can't wait to, you know, I, I, I texted him in the middle of the game because I'm like thinking to myself, who can I get to talk about these quarterbacks? And then of uh, certainly of interest to Niner fans about what he thought of Brock Purdy's performance. He is pro football Hall of Famer and a friend and uh, we like to uh, please to call a friend, friend of the program, Steve Young, back on the show. What's up, Steve? It's great to talk to you, buddy. You know, I love uh, being with you whenever I can. Thanks. I, and I love chopping it up with you. As soon as I, I'm in the middle of watching that Chiefs, and Bill's game, and I'm like, who can I get on this show to talk about this game as well as certainly something involving the 49ers on Saturday night, and then you were the one that popped into my skull, so I'm thrilled that you're here. Uh, what are you thinking about when you're watching Mahomes and Allen? Uh, like that? Well, there's a lot of things. First of all, just selfishly um, watching the game that I can only dream about playing. You know, I was the oddity 20 years ago, uh, and now the my game is now the prototype. It's the, that's how you do it. It's the guys that are just dominating the, the league. And in fact, I, my theory is you cannot get to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl unless you have one of those guys. Uh, and uh, watching them go back and forth and put the Superman cape on. And but yet also, the key is that they're willing. They're they they have the sophistication in the passing game to be able to stand in there, call a play in the huddle decipher through the defense and get the ball out in a really effective and efficient way, yet be able to put the Superman cape on here and there whenever it's useful. My, my, I would say specifically about the game yesterday, I've always said that Josh Allen is asked to do too much. He needs more help. Uh, and because of that, he has to put the Superman cape on more often. And then what happens mentally in, in the, in the complexity of what I'm at, you know, what my game is, is that when do I go? When do I, when do I run? When do I go out there and try to do something spectacular? And a lot of times you'll leave the play that was called in the huddle kind of left short because you're so used to getting out there and being Superman. So that's the, that's the complication of what those guys face every, every week, but watching them do it 
I, I just, you just tip your cap. You go, oh my gosh, I, I, I just, the game has become uh, a game of these superheroes. And, uh, and if you don't have one, you can't go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and just watching the end of that game and, you know, Romo was pointing out after the two minute warning, uh, two pass plays, one for the end zone and then one on third down that didn't convert as well, where, where Allen yeah. seemed to be trying to, and, and even if, even if you do get those chunk plays at that point in time, you're still leaving way too much time for Mahomes. I honestly thought they had it right where they needed it. Two minute warning chiefs on their heels, the defense, on its heels and and they went for a couple chunk plays or at least Allen did. I, I'm wondering yeah. what what you think of because that did so, lead to the eventual game losing, if you will, field goal miss as opposed yeah. to a tying attempt. But that still would have been too much time for Mahomes, Steve. <laughs> too much time for Mahomes, then enough time for Josh to come back again. Maybe I mean, that's just the, that the, you know, the NFL is the NBA where uh, you know you kind of this. You dance around all day, and then all of a sudden, the last five minutes, these superstars, these superheroes, just go back and forth. And who has the ball last? So I agree with you. I think that uh, Tony has a uh, has a good point. Uh, part of the efficiency of just getting the ball out, making the you know, just making them make the tackle, moving the ball very effectively, and, and chewing time is fine. And I think that you get to the end of a game like this against each other, because that's what I was, you know, I said three years ago. The next ten years, you're going to watch Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, or Patrick Mahomes win the Super Bowl. And they're just going to trade it out. Well, Joe got hurt this year. Josh hasn't gotten there because he's getting beaten by, got beat by Patrick Mahomes. And now I think that uh, uh, if you think about Lamar Jackson has now kind of entered that space because of a fundamental shift in what the Ravens are doing. But going back to those couple of plays, he gets bumped. He, he doesn't get run over, but he gets off of his off of his platform and has to throw the ball. And if you're going to throw that long ball, and that he was open. I mean, it was, you know, they would have scored early, would have given the ball back. But I go back to, uh, yeah, give the ball back and see what happens. Then you get the ball back and with 22 seconds left, then you go kick a field goal and win it. So that just seems like um, there's a fearlessness to being in that role. And you're saying, Rich, I wish that they were a little bit more tactical. And uh, I I agree with you. I actually agree with how you're thinking about it. Um, But um, that's the hard part, right? I'm fearless and tactical. Mm. Those are two things that don't necessarily go together. And that's why the, the mastery of it is uh, being able to do both uh, is what's fun. And what's the, what, what I resonate with. That's how I, that's how I think about the game. And so, you know, a guy that did that, I find myself watching that game and feeling a visceral kind of reaction and, and uh, uh, understanding of what they're going through. Steve Young here in the Rich Eisen Show. You just mentioned about the difference with Lamar Jackson now entering the chat uh, in this AFC championship game, the first that Baltimore is hosting since 1970 when the Colts oh gosh, did it. Th- that's how long ago the, the folks in Baltimore have seen an AFC championship game. The Ravens have only been on the road for an AFC championship game in mm-hmm. there existence so what what are you seeing from Lamar that's different Steve so I think it's more what the Ravens had had decided to do they had been the most sophisticated running game in history and were mauling the rank and file people in the NFL and getting to the playoffs and then running into a wall because you cannot have the most sophisticated running game in the in in history and go win Super Bowls it just doesn't get done that way and so that's what happened over and over again. It was like insanity. Like, are we going to keep doing this? And they keep leaning, like they kept leaning into what Lamar is great at. What he's great at is that quickness and that ability to make people miss. It's un, it's uncanny. And uh, but what I was saying is, you cannot get to a Super Bowl unless you develop into a sophisticated passer of the football. That's how you get there. You can still you put the Superman cape on like these other guys, but you have to have this other part of your game. And they fundamentally didn't train that and weren't, weren't leaning into it. They didn't have the, the talent and wide receiver. They hadn't had the philo- philosophy from the offensive coordinator. They didn't have all the way down from the owner. You have to decide who you're going to be. And the Ravens were bully defense and smashing the face offense and just wasn't going to get it done. So they fundamentally, they, they fired the coach. They got a new talent a wide receiver. And they fundamentally said, we're going to throw the football. We're going to develop and develop Lamar into a sophisticated passer so he can join the conversation with Lamar, with uh, Patrick, with Josh, with Joe, with others. And, uh, and you know, I think that it's been a work in progress this whole season. But I, I really tip my cap to Lamar because he just craves – what I just talked about. He craves to be that guy. And uh, there might be some shortcomings as he develops, 
but right now he looks exactly what I described three years ago, what he could be as a guy that's unbeatable because he can do it all. Yeah, first player in NFL history with two or more passing touchdowns, two or more rushing touchdowns, 100 on the ground on 100 in passer rating in any game. Nobody's ever done that, and that's what Lamar just did to the Texans. Steve. And and and, and I, I always say this before, in years past, before they made the world changes for safety and, and changed the game and made it more wide open, right. and that's what's happened for offenses, you used to be able to get a killer defense like the Ravens had with Ray Lewis and go win a Super Bowl. Those days are over. You can't just pack a, the best defense in the league and do it because these guys are waiting for you, and they're going to beat you no matter how good you are. But now you have one of those guys, and you have one of the great bully defenses that looks like they could, you know, kind of aid that. It makes them, you know, I, I guess I, I'm influenced by what I watched on Christmas Day when they played the 49ers here at home. Well, how much I think about the 49ers and how good they are and how stacked and packed they are with talent, like unprecedented once-in-a-generation talent that's been collected in free agency. Uh, it's been amazing by John Lynch. They just mauled them. And I think that's what I was just like, wow. This is uh, this is this is something different. Well, you helped me transition Steve Young to the 49ers, which I wanted to. I talk. want to help you there. I, I appreciate. Do, you know, we're, we're you, know you, you make carrot you and I, buddy. Steve. It's just it's in your DNA to make everyone around you better. You know. <laughs> um, so let's move to the 49ers here, and you've mentioned a couple of times in this interview already about the quarterback needs to put a cape on and superhero and things things of that nature. Um, so where do you place Brock Purdy? in this conversation. Well, the there, there is the anomaly of somebody who is so incredibly efficient and the efficiency mavens, uh, that's the wrong word, but the efficiency aficionados yes. uh, are, um, are still in the game. They're still, they still have a place, but they need a lot of uh, help around them to be able to kind of go up against those guys. And so I, I think that, uh, Brock, I would put Kirk Cousins. I would put there's some there's the efficiency kind of uh, aficionados that are, are ma- uh, Brock is amazing what he's accomplished this year, and he's going to uh, I don't know. I mean, next week's a big game, obviously against the the Lions, but getting into the Super Bowl in this era with those guys, with how he plays the game, is uh, I, I tip my cap to him. I mean, he, he, there's some of the stats. Uh, you know, what he was able to do uh, from an efficiency perspective, there hasn't been. You might be able to make the case that there hasn't been a more efficient quarterback in the history of the game, you know, in how he played this year. Um, for example, uh, one of the stats that just was the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life is that the 49ers lead the league in yards per attempt if you just took the passes from the line of scrimmage or behind. <laughs> Rich. Yeah. yeah. Th- those are 100% completion percentage, almost. Yeah. With zero risk or with very low risk, you're leading the league in yards per attempt against everybody else in the league. And that just goes to show the, the, the innovation. What we haven't talked about is the innovation that, um, that there are maybe, I'm going to say under 10 of the innovative minds that are out there calling plays and coming up with new ways to attack these open spaces in the NFL that have showed up maybe five, six years ago with the rule changes. And though, and one of the uh, most, um, you know, most amazing innovation, my innovative minds is, is Kyle Shanahan. Well, I mean, in that, in that respect though, Steve, I mean, the end of the first half uh, was a head scratcher with, with what they were doing with the play clock. It, it honestly looked like they were trying to play for a long field goal that was going to get blocked. I mean, it was one of those horror movies where you could sort of see it coming with your hands over your face and then Purdy, um, t- he did turn it on in that last drive. There's no question about well, he it. He was. How, what happened? He became. He, he became Mr. Efficient. He was. The ball came out. They got made the completions. They made the plays. He he did everything that you would want a Super Bowl quarterback to do in the key moments. And I, I you know, he's young. Uh, it's, I, it's amazing. There's gonna be a movie about him. There's gonna have to be a movie about him uh, some <laughs> at some point. And he, I've interviewed him and know him, and he's a he's just a fascinating human being. And uh, again, I think he's uh, one of the best in the league, and he does it in his own Brock Purdy way. And I've said for over a year, let Brock cook, like let him give him a play, let him figure it out, and he'll he will figure it out. There is uh, he's got a 
a special mind that can figure stuff out. So you don't uh, go out of the, come out of that game against the Packers concerned at all? I yeah, mean, you don't, have to, this, I mean, is, this has nothing so to do with Debo's say, has nothing well, to do with Debo's health. Because there were so many passes that you're like, what? Like it was just, it was a confusing watch and it was an unnerving watch because of the first time you thought, well, wait, hold on. I thought, yeah, I thought he was Superman in his own way. And all of a sudden there's just weird stuff happening. Balls coming out. There wasn't even, they weren't even close. And, uh, and then you got thinking about, you know, he's wiping his hand as he's dropping back. Like, is there a rain thing? Is there a, uh, you know, cause we're getting, you know him, we don't know him. And is there somehow a uh, wet ball? You know, some guys just don't. Look, there's guys I play with just didn't like the wet ball, you know, and who lo- who loves it? Nobody. But uh, you know, then you got thinking, well, is that is that, is that the kryptonite? Uh, uh, and then you know, there, and then also just they've been off for three weeks. I mean, Brock had not played in 21 days. That's a that's an eternity. That's a hard restart uh, for a quarterback, I believe, to be gone off of that competitive edge that you have to have week to week. Um, so anyway, there's a lot of things to try to explain it, but it was unnerving. And really, the four days were beat. I think they sensed it. Uh, there's a huge size. Hu- um, I don't know how you can make huge bigger than huge, but like a massive, huge, enormous nuclear sigh, sigh of relief <laughs> that happened when they got that last drive done. Because if that would have ended right there with that talent and all the people they put together, uh, uh, that would have been somewhat criminal. Yeah, you want to talk about an unkind cut, you know, uh, from this weekend. Yeah, obviously, the Bills... That's one of them. And that Jordan Love's remarkable breakout season ends with a, a rookie-type throw. He called it a mortal sin to throw yeah. the ball that he threw that ended the game. Steve. In many ways, the 49ers were beat. And with somebody who had more of a history, more sophistication, they would have closed that up. You know what I mean? They were beat, and they were just going to – someone needed to come close it up. And, and I think, fortunately for the 49ers, they ran into a young quarterback that could make those kind of mistakes still. Um, because you get in those big moments when you've got something kind of done, then you you got to you got to handle it in a certain way. And so yeah, he's he you watched him in that game when he's he's one of those guys that's going to join. It looks like we'll join that group of Josh and and uh, hmm. Patrick and now Lamar and Joe. And I think you know uh, uh, he's going to he when I watch him drop back and he's just big and he's strong and he's tall and he's He's athletic and he just he gets the ball in the in the in the shotgun and kind of just looks over everything and kind of just starts to throw it all over the field. Uh, you, I mean, even early in that game, even though he was young, even though it was his breakout time, I I felt like well, he's going to be one of those guys. He's yeah. going to. There's only a handful year every year you're going to be in the Super Bowl or in the in the thick of it because you have one of those guys and it looked like he was feels like to me he's going to be one of those guys and he had a tough learning experience. But no question, it was a it was a it was a revelation to see the Jordan Love show and what it's going to maybe going to look like into the future. Yeah, that throw he uh, that throw he threw from the opposite hash for the touchdown to go up, and it looked like with so much trash, he looks like he threw it through like four tires to his tight end. I I can't couldn't believe he and he kind of threw that off platform too. I mean, right. whoa, that was. That's what, Hey, wow. Rich, that's what they do. I know, right? That's what they do now. I hear you, <laughs> but Steve. That, and again, again, I tell you, people say, oh, that's awesome. But you still have to have all these guys around you. And I just, I think the the game is kind of commoditized, incredible talent. But like, take any of those four or five guys I talked about, six guys, and just put them around the league. And now that team is going to the Super Bowl. Teams that have no chance, there's 25 teams in the league that fundamentally day one do not have a chance at Super Bowl. <laughs> do not. And people are going to go crazy. Oh, Steve, you're crazy. I'm telling you, I'm okay. Let's say 20 that have no chance day one to get to a Super Bowl because they do not have that guy that used to be in the old days before the world changes, the game opened up so much, become more college like you could do it in a lot of different ways to get the Super Bowl. No longer. It is all about that guy. So then I guess in the minutes I have left with you, Steve Young, uh, where do we place Jared Goff coming into the house now in San Francisco with the Lions and how you see that matchup? So I, I kind of, Jared's an efficient, he's an efficiency aficionado, right? Like he is, and they are uh, uh, intentional. The, the, the Lions, they have a, kind of, have a coach that would call you old school, man. But yet, 
at those key moments in the game, in the red zone, and then any kind of risk-averse moment, they have a coach that's very aggressive. And I think that in the red zone, it really shows up. Uh, play calling uh, when the, when you know when it's third and fourteen, and they 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 figure out there. You think that the Lions would be a little bit more static in how they accomplish it because of how they approach the rank and file part of the game, the the you know the middle of the game, and and you know obviously early. But it seems like anytime there's a fourth and four or red zone or something that's you know high risk, they're in, they're all in, they lean in. And that it makes the difference. So the Lions are dangerous because of that. Uh, and uh, uh, shorten games with the running game. And Jared's just incredibly efficient. And I and and also very bold when it needs to be. I, I think Jordan, uh, um, uh, uh, in many ways, Jared has been, I don't know, uh, that's a revelation in Jared Goff. I think that we don't appreciate him as much as we should. So I guess it's going to be Superman versus the uh, efficiency aficionado in the Super Bowl since you got the efficiency yeah, 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 aficionados in the NFC yeah, yeah, good good and the call. superheroes in the I, AFC. I, I think Jared doesn't have the help that uh, that that uh, others have. He has good players and a very good team, and they they. But you know, if they can come out and beat the 49ers, I think it'll be a little bit of an upset, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think you're going to see uh, the 49ers with that collection of once-in-a-generation talent that you can't do in free agency. You're not supposed to, John Lynch is not supposed to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to be able to just, oh, Christian McCaffrey, one of the best players in the league, oh, yeah, come join us. You know, Chase Young, you got you got, you don't have a place to go, come join us. Trent Williams, back in the, you know, a few years ago, was like, could go anywhere, ah, come join us. Uh, and they just, people want to be here for a good reason. And uh, I think that they're going to be, as long as they stay together with uh, – uh, Great Brock Purdy, I think they're gonna they're gonna be tough to beat. Okay, so who do you think makes it before I let you go? The 49ers are gonna at home riding the ship. I mean, if it's if all of a sudden the game opens and we're starting to do the same stuff when it's not raining and they have played in the last seven days, then you got to start scratching your head and say, look, we're we're we got some problems. Houston, we got we got some issues. Right. right? But short of that, uh, this is a team that you know is significantly better than everybody else. And then they then they go back to either the Chiefs or the Ravens. I think the Ravens do win. I think they are they are different than they were three or four years ago. I think Lamar is a different player because of how he's been deployed, what they're asking him to do, and with that bully defense, I think it's a rematch of Christmas Day. Steve Young, you the man. I love chopping it up with you, brother. You are anytime, Rich. I'm, I'm sorry. Sometimes I, you know. Uh, I get well, riffing. But, I love uh, it. I don't have. I don't. I don't talk about it enough. I need. I, it's like cathartic. I come and sit on your couch. Come on, <laughs> uh, anytime. I'll look for me again. Look for my text again, Steve. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Anytime, buddy. You See bet, you. Steve Young, the great Steve Young Hall of Famer, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, lots of fun chopping it up with him. We haven't talked lines. That gets rectified. Your it. phone calls next as well. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey. 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 All right. We're back. We're back. We're back. We never really left. Mm -hmm. Where were we? (laughs) Did anybody get up? We didn't even mention the Astros getting Josh Hader the other day. I know. That seems unfair. I mean, it really does it. He's really good. You know what? The Yankees. And the Red Sox are doing nothing. We're but we we're, suck. we're we're not what are we we're doing? not we're not the the ish anymore. No. You know, like we think we're the ish. We're not. We're out. Nope. Yeah, we're we're nope. So, we're not we're very we're not the cool what kids in, the cool kids. What happened? Used to school. be either go to the Yankees or the Red Sox. Nope. What happened? Not anymore. We don't want to spend any money. Our owners are too cheap. I don't know about listen, you you have a problem with your owners. I love one, I love one of your owners personally. And 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 Great. my and let me say my my my, my sell, owner sell my owner team. my owner my <laughs> owner spends an incredible amount of money. It's just on the on the, the wrong people. people. Exactly. And then when it's time to actually go the extra yard for the right people, he punts. You just don't want to get divorced from your GM for some reason. I don't know what the hell's I up mean, with that. I'm telling you, that's insane. So Josh, yeah, Coop I told Coop. You know, you should have been 12 when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And his answer, his answer would probably be, you know, did you have iPads then? Because I'll take it now. I was just about to say that. You didn't have iPads. <laughs> you had a notepad. You, you had a yellow legal yellow pad. Legal you had notepads. <laughs> and a rotary phone. Yeah, you are, you, rotary you are, phone for sure. Definitely. Phone. Yeah. What is, this, what is this Dewey Decimal System? Exactly. <laughs> of which you speak. <laughs> It took forever to find a library book. I remember, I remember when thing? the mind blowing. I remember when the mind blowing new oh. thing was was uh, post it notes. Oh. <laughs> Graphing calculator like come Rich on. Eisen Show Radio Network back on the air. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show <laughs> desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. What's an encyclopedia, Dad? Yeah. So um, hey, that's <laughs> true. Hey guys. Hey, hey, Rich. Hey, Rich. There's a new phrase for one team that's left in the uh, NFL playoffs. Okay, you got two one seeds. You got a defending Super Bowl champs, mm-hmm. and then you have the Detroit Lions. Detroit. Yeah. And all grit. Let me tell you something. Those are the words, right? All grit, right? Oh, all man, grit. That's all grit. All grit. That's by the way. That is the much <laughs> more consumable, and I think more. Um, rational and more economical version of saying we're coming to rip your kneecaps off <laughs> bite kneecaps. is that we're all we're hashtag we're all grit <laughs> all grit we're all, all grit, grit. Oof. Love it. um but for the there's one team in these playoffs okay that's left that's never won a super bowl never been to a super bowl the other franchises have including the one most recently right one team is not and that team is going to San Francisco with a whole boatload of house money. And the phrase for them, two words, why not? Why not? Tell me why not. Just because of the Detroit Lions? Really? Really? We're going to do that? We're doing that because you've sucked for so long. <laughs> now you can't have it. Okay. And I saw a team in San Francisco that made a ton of mistakes on Saturday night. And also, unfortunately for them, lost a crucial member of their offense for much of the game. They overcame it. That's what we discussed for much in hour number two. But if Debo Samuel's not there, 
on Sunday night, that is another equalizer. And they got a quarterback that knows what it's like to play in that building. He's a quarterback that knows the franchise, knows it very well. Knows the area very well. Looks like it's supposed to be, what, a 60-degree night? Nice night. Nice night. Nice night at San Francisco. Won't be that weather that supposedly Jared Goff has a problem in, and the same thing went for Purdy on Saturday night. Always got small hands. Why not? (laughs) Everything Dan Campbell said this team was going to be, it now is. And Detroit has won two playoff games in the same season for the first time since we liked Ike. We liked Ike. 1957. <laughs> Man, I didn't see that coming. Nope. 1957. That's President Eisenhower, in case anybody Thank you. didn't get that reference. I appreciate you saying that. You got Not Mike and I the Detroit Lions have accomplished the, the following. <laughs> Let me tell you what they have accomplished, in case you're wondering if they cannot win a Super Bowl this year by winning two more games. They have, this very season, notable broken streaks. First playoff win since 1991 was the longest active season streak without a playoff win. Broke a streak of nine consecutive playoff losses was the longest playoff losing streak in NFL history. Lions had their first home playoff game since 1993. It was the longest drought without a home playoff game in the NFL. They then won multiple home playoff games. First time in franchise history that's happened. Won multiple games in a single postseason, as I mentioned, first time since 1957. They had one single playoff win from 1958 through 2022. (sighs) And they won 14 games in 2023 so far, including the playoffs. That's the most in a season in franchise history. Check those boxes and check it all off your list. Now. They go to San Francisco where they're not supposed to win, right? You could make a case, as I just said earlier in this show, but to repeat, in case you're just joining us or seeing this for the first time later on, hey, you could make a case the Detroit Lions are a more dangerous team away from Ford Field. Oh. Ask the Kansas City Chiefs on opening night. Well, the Chiefs didn't have Chris Jones. They didn't have Travis Kelsey. They didn't look like the team. They were in Buffalo. That's right. But on that night, they were raising a banner. And everybody thought the Lions were just going to be cannon fodder, and they were the cannons. After they found out in Lambeau Field last year, hey, a couple things went a little awry in that Rams-Seattle game, including some really weird officiating. And because of that, Sorry, you're eliminated, but have a good time trying to play the Packers on Sunday night football in game 272 because everybody thought that would be a win or go home game. But for you, you're just going home and they sent Aaron Rodgers home. Anyway, in Lambeau Field. And then they came back to Lambeau Field this year on a short week. And yeah, Jordan Love and the Packers weren't that Jordan Love and the Packers that showed up in Thanksgiving to beat Detroit. But on that night, they smoked them coming out of the gate. They came out here. The Chargers had a shooting match, won that one. They love going into a spot where nobody believes in them and ending your night, or in this case for the 49ers season. Look, it is going to be really tough. It's a very tough assignment. A very difficult assignment. Certainly if Debo is healthy in the game. But why not? Seriously, tell me why not. Why 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 can't the sun god go do his thing? Why can't tell you why not? Why can't, you know, and how about this one too? Why can't this be a Jameer Gibbs game? Out of all of them. Okay, we spoke to Sam Laporta last week. He's jacked up. You know, I guess the OG of of uh, Iowa tight ends currently in the NFL, maybe all time. George Kittle's playing in this game. Laporta's coming in too. I know he's jacked. Sun God's jacked. You know, David Montgomery can deliver his 
licks, yeah. but it's Gibbs. How about Gibbs saying, hey, McCaffrey's not the only all-purpose scrimmage nightmare in this game. I'm just laying it all out. And I saw that photo of uh, that shot of Aiden Hutchinson. He looked like I've seen that look before. There's unfinished business for him. They've got weapons. They can do this thing. For real. This is a good squad. Man. The Lions can wind up in the Super Bowl. In past years, you know, it's just like, even when those Lions went to Washington, they took on the Joe Gibbs Washington teams. Uh, they got boat raced in an NFC championship game. I, I don't. I don't see a. I don't see a boat race on the horizon. Do you, gents? Seriously? Oh no, definitely not. Okay. I, I'm with Chris Long. I, I'm taking the Lions. You are. Yeah. Okay. You know. So I get it. Some of you might think the Rams weren't all that and the Bucks weren't all that. So you beat two teams at home. Okay, good. And they're going to go to San Francisco and you'll be overmatched. I, I would counsel against that. I, I mean, the Niners may win this thing and go on the Super Bowl and win that too. I, I, I hear you. But all four teams have a shot on Sunday. All four of them do. And, and three of them have brought home the Lombardi Trophy to their fans before. You know, it's been a while for San Francisco. We just spoke to the guy who's the last one to bring it to them, and Steve Young, and the Ravens more recently. Now, geez, it's been over 10 years, right, since Ray walked off into the mist in New Orleans and the Harbowl, and then the Chiefs last year, and the Lions never, ever. I'm happy for my Lions friends. They're feeling it. Certainly, I know a ton for where Michigan Wolverines, too. I mean, what a time. What a time to be alive right now. Dan Campbell had this to say after the dub. God bless this guy. I envisioned that we would have a chance to compete with the big boys, and that's where we're at. All you got to do is get in. You know, and it's about placing yourself the very best position to where you can move. You get to, you get a home game, and then maybe you get a second home game, and now all of a sudden it gets a little easier. You know, if you're able to get a one seed, you only got to win two games, right? And so that's that's always the objective. But ultimately, once you get in, then it's about matchups, and you find a way to win. And you may have to win two to nothing, and it's okay. You know, it's okay. A win's a win in the playoffs. So. Um, you know, here we are, and now we get to go to San Francisco, and, you know, we know what kind of team that is, but um, we're in a great position. We've got a great opportunity. I mean, this is, this, is built, this is built for the Lions to go in and bite off a kneecap and a hunk and all that sort of stuff. And let me ask you this question just to put a point on it. I've been at this for, for a while. You guys have been watching it for a while, too. Uh, has, name me another head coach who, after a game, looks like he also played, too. <laughs> he does. We were just talking about he that. Just saying, he's, he's a giant. He's well, six not just five, that, though, but his nose, like a, the bridge of his nose, looks like the helmet was knocked down on his bridge of his nose for about eighty snaps. <laughs> he's got that Peyton Manning red mark. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, on, I don't know what it is. He looks like he just gave us eighty something snaps. So, congrats, Lions fans! You've gotten it right. Yeah, awesome. It's finally happening. My God, Jeff in Detroit, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Jeffrey? Oh, let me tell you about my day yesterday. A friend of mine was doing security at a lot that's downtown near the uh, stadium. He says, dude, I need you to just cover for me for a couple of minutes. Okay, no problem. I'll go cover for him for a couple of minutes. He says, we got a secondary post now. Come on in to the stadium. Goes in, talks to security. We slide past. And when I tell you, I had never, ever, ever witnessed anything like I witnessed yesterday, Uncle Rich. It was just wall-to-wall pandemonium. Jameer Gibbs is faster in person than he ever is on the – I'm telling you, that guy is fast. And then all big ups to Brad Holmes. You guys were just talking about it. Uh, Getting a guy like Dan Campbell that fits your – situation that fit it's all about the fit man i mean then you come up with aiden hutchinson last three games man he sack after sack after sack dude is on fire and let me ask you this question is i'm in ross st brown comparable to like steve smith 
He, oh, I get that Steve Smith vibe from him every time I see him play. Well, I haven't spoken to him because uh, I, I, if if he's a guy that'll stare at you when you're asking just a a, a friendly question, like you just threatened his family, then yeah, <laughs> then he's Amon Ross St. Brown as Steve Smith, just having fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, you should be jacked up, Jeff. Thanks for the call. Always great to hear from you. Call back every day this week. This is your time, sir. Um, no doubt. How does Penace? We even talk about Brad Holmes too, right? Uh, how about they hire Dan Campbell, they get they draft Panay Sewell, and I'm on Ross St. Brown. How does that work for just coming out of the gate? Brad Holmes, by the way, from the yeah, Rams yeah. organization, yeah. so he would know what you need to do to yep. build a team to yep. compete yep. with San Francisco. This past year, Jameer Gibbs, remember when they drafted him? Everyone's like, what the hell are they doing 12th overall taking this, this kid out of Alabama? Well, now we know, right? And then they go, Jack Campbell, what are you doing reaching for Jack Campbell in Iowa? And then they went to Iowa for San Laporta. Those were their first three draft choices this year. How are they doing in the draft? I'll tell you. <laughs> Pretty good. Hey, which is what you better do yeah. if if the other team that you're playing goes and gets Christian McCaffrey in the middle of a season and says, screw all these picks, and then let's go add Chase Young in the middle of this season, and let's pay Nick Bosa, and let's let's take advantage of having a kid like Brock Purdy on his rookie deal. Let's let's keep all of these guys and keep adding stars. You better hit in the draft. Man, Jared Goff against the Niners again. Woo. Let's take a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll clear out the uh, phone lines and um, talk about another one of my boys as we hit the road. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Ah, yes. Back here. Ah, yes. I don't know. I don't know why you do that. You know what's fun? Yesterday I got what's to go. fun, Mike? Oh, Mike, tell, tell me. Hey, hold on a second. Come on. Let me help somebody set What do you up. got? Mike, what's fun? Ox By the way, we should have a new segment. What's hey, fun, Mike? Mike? What's, what's fun? fun? I'm into this. I'm yeah. going to tell you what's I'm very fun. So this is a pilot. Understand. Episode. We just stumbled. Okay. And we're piloting. Yes, consulting. We're stumbled and piloting. Come on, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hold on a second. Can you, can you, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep starting, stopping there. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, Mike, what's fun? I'm going to tell you what's fun. Going out, having the first day off, <laughs> not good. working football, okay. and being yeah. at, like a regular human being, yeah. which we don't all get to do okay. a lot. Like you guys are off. So you guys, like me and you don't get to actually go yeah. to a bar, yeah, you're right. watch a game, yes. see the fans. Yeah. And like, they're like coming in with their colors on with the teams. And then it's like, I love it. I think it's one of the coolest things in the world because I have no team. But you see, like, the energy yeah. that these people put in. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I love it. I think it's one of the greatest, like, gifts that we have. Okay. Is being able to have a team that we love and go watch them. In a, and, it, and I got to do that yesterday. You know what I think is fun? Feller, and it was hey, fun. You know what I think is fun? What? What I think is fun is hearing what you think is fun and being passionate about what you think is fun while slightly slagging on the two other guys in the room for not being human. 
No, they're human beings. Uh, you know what I mean? No, no, no. You said you said they you don't know. Go, that, Chris, you, you don't know. go out the bar and watch games. It's oh no, oh, actually, I have a toddler. Or being human. That's what I mean. Anywhere. You know, he's being <laughs> human. Like you know, know we're, you know what? You work faders. I put on a microphone. I work on TV. These schmucks. No, know, they got I nothing. Not. Did you guys think I was denigrating you guys? Either? Why are you hating on this? Because we get the weekends off. Hey Mike, should I go to my text for all your drunken responses yesterday? I only sent a couple. I was actually. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Did I take that the wrong way? I think he did. I, yeah. No, I, would, I didn't take it that way. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Sorry, no, they didn't stop too. All right, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> I think hey. we just piloted a new segment. What's new? All right, let me address the Jim Harbaugh stuff. Ooh. Jim's having a second interview second just up interview the road. Right here. Um, I'm out to the coast. Right, here's Had what a I second interview with the Falcons already. Here's what I will do. For all you Michigan Wolverines out there, if he's going to have the interview just up the road from us, um, and I'm not on the air. I will get a boombox and stand outside like say anything and play and, and play. No, 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 not that song. The Victors. Oh, oh okay. And just blast it. I'll do that. <laughs> now, Jim was uh, at a. Uh, no, stop. <laughs> I got the. Music. That's what I'll play. Uh, Jim spoke yesterday. He was asked. Uh, at a March for Life rally in Washington, D.C. Yeah, on Friday. This, I saw this quote. He said he was asked uh, what he's been up to. Yep. Hey, Jim, what you been up to? <laughs> hey. Uh, but, uh, I mean, we saw what he was up to. He was at the uh, Ravens' victory. He's painted, you know, he's, he's all the Harbaugh's are there. Now they're on the John circuit. They were on the Jim circuit, now we're yeah. on the John circuit. <laughs> all right. Uh, quote, just back to work, getting ready for the next season. And now here's the here's the bite that everybody's hanging on. Yep. There's a passing of the torch that's awesome. Ooh. Well, he's passing the torch, right? He's not going to stay at Michigan. He's passing the torch to what? Sharon Moore, who is the offensive coordinator, who would be the coach, we imagine, because if Jim leaves, they got to go with the guy who learned he was coaching against Penn State at the last second and won that game and then beat Ryan Day in the Ohio State, which is – apparently spending eight figures to retain their squad and get uh, Bill O'Brien's in there. Bill O'Brien in there and the, and the kid from, uh, from Alabama. Uh, Justin saying, is that his name? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. The quarterback from Alabama, five star, just saying we've won the last three in a row. Anyway. Hey, listen, I speak fluent Harbaugh. I think what he's saying, there's a passing of the torch that's awesome. He's referring to J.J. McCarthy leaving, and he's talking about the next quarterback that's there that maybe, just maybe, he's there to coach. That's kind of how I read it. Ah, So many people, he's passing the torch, he's moving on. Or he's helping the transition. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Until it's done, it ain't done. That's true. You're really hoping. I'm not hoping. It's, It's a fact. Well, you're hoping he doesn't leave. Well, and by the way, do you know how many candidates the Chargers interviewed? Fifteen. How about the Oof. Falcons? It's the same. A ton of people. So, and one of them is Belichick. Although I'm hearing what? he doesn't want to work under Rich McKay. Oh, is that right? Oh, that's the scuttlebutt. Who's, who are you hearing that scuttlebutt from? It's, it's on the web. Probably it's okay. got sources. It's on the web. I got some sources. So I'm not reading that quote saying he, he's gone just because he's having a second interview. I don't know. This is crazy. It's taken forever. Yeah. Come on. Well, now, this is the week teams can finally interview in person. But you can't interview any candidates involved in Championship Sunday. Right. Including Ben Johnson, Todd Monken. Yeah. You know? Yep. I'm definitely skipping a few here. So this process is going to kind of screech. It's kind of next week. Yeah, this is going to be a big Bobby Slowick week. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Things have never been said before. A big Bobby Slowick week. Yeah. For in-person interviews. All right. Let me finish up this show talking about my boy. My boy Baker. Man, what he did this year, you never, how many times do I say into this microphone, you never want to be the guy after the guy. You just don't want to be the guy after the guy. Nope. Who wants to be the guy after the guy? Very few people have succeeded at being the guy after the guy. Drew Carey is one of them, right? <laughs> the price is right? Yes. Yeah, okay. What else am I referring to? Uh, I don't know. Very rare. <laughs> you just spoke to Steve Young. That was tough ah, for him. I was. For a while. 
This guy, what does he do after Tom Brady leaves? He takes him to the NFC South Championship. Everybody thought they're limping in and he's not going to do anything. How does back-to-back 300-yard game sound? How about him being down two scores yesterday? How about, by the way, when the Lions took the lead for the first time, 17-10, and he marched straight down at the end of the third quarter and just like jammed it right in there going, yeah, the celebration is not yet beginning here, guys. And then the Lions took a two-score lead, and he got the, he got them on the board again. And then for what I, I still don't understand why you go for two. When, I don't, yeah. Well, because that, that way you know right. you'll have to go for two. How about not going for two at all? How about that idea? Well, if you get it, then you can win with an extra well, point. Right, then you can win with an extra point. And Pierce. if you don't, then you'll know you then you know what you have to do. How about just playing to well to keep it going? Winning well, is better than overtime. I don't get it. Yeah, that, I'll never get a, it. That was a head scratch, I'm an old gen stat guy like Baker Mayfield with all of the stats that he's putting up and keeping his team in it. And there's no doubt in my mind that he has raised this franchise when we thought they were just like the Rams overcapped, no shots. Well, Baker comes in off the Rams, goes to Tampa and takes them to damn near the NFC championship game. This is what Baker had to say about staying put and finding a home in Tampa. I love this group. I said that all year and it's, that's authentic. I mean that. And so um, it would mean a lot for me to, to, to bring back a lot of key pieces to, to get this back together and um, to get it in year two in the system. That there, you can make huge strides. And so I would love that. Obviously, who knows how it's going to play out, but um, can't say enough about this organization for the opportunity they gave me this year. And so just thankful. And so uh, hoping, hoping it works out. They're all that I've been through this, you know, I leaned on a lot of people here, and you can you can do that. And so, um, had a lot of people that helped me out throughout the year, and it just it made it special. And so, you go through stuff, and you know where I was at in in my life, not just football. Uh, this place helped me out, and so uh, I'm thankful for them. I love it. I know his last throw of the year was an interception, but when they got the ball back, you kind of felt like they I were going to tie shot. it up, right? I uh, thought they had a shot. I, I really so. did have a th- shot, but I mean, it was it's the Lions' time. Yeah. You know, that kid Barnes, who was uh, Chris Long pointed out in hour one, whiffed on Dak leading to that 80-something, what, 90-something yard catch from uh, CeeDee Lamb in that Saturday game. He's the one who sealed the uh, NFC Championship appearance with that interception. And I say that fully still bitter that Barnes whiffing on Dak Helped cost me my fantasy championship because it was going against CD Lamb. <laughs> CD Lamb won a lot of titles. Oh, he think <laughs> he cost me mine. But at Shame. any rate, Baker Mayfield, man, great season, well done. And it's on Jason Light to keep Mike Evans there and keep it all together. There's 17 guys on that team from their world championship from a couple years ago, and they played like some champions last two weeks with Baker leading the way. Congrats to him and all the teams that lost this past weekend. They had a great run. Great seasons all with four still to come. We've got four more days to talk about championship weekend. I want to thank today's guests, Chris Long and Steve Young and everybody calling in. We'll wrap this show up on the Roku channel and then look out for our Overreaction Monday pod shortly. 